Hello, friends and audiobook fans. Today's episode is one of my top recommended titles from 2021. One of the most frequent questions we hear from listeners is whether we'd consider expanding on our theme and taking a deeper look into fiction and other sources of fascinating ideas. If you're one of our listeners who asked for this, we heard you and thank you for your suggestions. We'll be hard at work behind the scenes for the rest of this year, creating something we hope you'll love. Until then, we hope you enjoy this episode and I look forward to sharing more with you in 2022. Do you experience persistent loneliness, anxiety, or depression? Or feel your family, colleagues, and friends don't listen to you as much as you'd like them to? This next title may help reframe how you see your relationships and how you communicate. Welcome to Audiobook Reviews in 5. This is Jana, also known as Jana. And in today's episode, I'm reviewing You're Not Listening, What You're Missing and Why It Matters, written and read by Kate Murphy. One Goodreads reviewer gave this book three stars out of five, criticizing it as a love letter to listening, but lacking tips on how to listen better. The same rationale is exactly why I'm giving this title five out of five stars. The fact is, most of us know perfectly well what listening skills are, but we're not practicing good listening habits because we don't value listening enough. And journalist Kate Murphy is passionately determined to change that. This is a practical and well-researched book with plenty of studies to complement anecdotes and storytelling about Murphy's many interviews with a fascinating range of people from all walks of life. Murphy's chapter called Listening to Opposing Views, Why It Feels Like Being Chased by a Bear should be mandatory reading for everyone right now, as far as I'm concerned. Murphy shares research from the University of Southern California, which used fMRI machines to illustrate how our amygdala become activated when we encounter opposing views to our deeply held beliefs. If there's even a whiff we might be wrong, we experience what feels like an existential threat. This helps explain why so many people who encounter opposing views describe feeling unsafe and why these exchanges can devolve into shouting, screaming, and even violence. Cultivating curiosity in these circumstances and deliberately listening for details in which you might not be entirely in the right can lead to much more productive conversations because this triggers activity in the other areas of the brain involved in careful listening. In other words, if activity in our amygdala is hot, our listening is not rendering us unthinking and vein-poppingly, eyeballingly irrational. Consider that for a few moments the next time you're about to speak with someone who holds opposing views to your own. I was surprised and dismayed to learn about research that highlights our unconscious tendency to tune out people we feel close to because we think we already know what they are going to say. This is called closeness communication bias, and over time, it can strain and even end relationships. Technology amplifies this problem because even if we text those closest to us frequently, 
Research shows that we are inaccurate at interpreting feeling states through text and emoji. And as Murphy points out, quote, Our devices indulge our fear of intimacy by fooling us into thinking that we are socially connected, even when we are achingly alone, unquote. The most important takeaway here is summarized by British anthropologist and evolutionary psychologist Robin Dunbar, who emphasizes that the primary way to maintain close relationships is through what he calls everyday talk. This means asking, how are you? And actually listening to the answer. One tip that parents may appreciate in this vein is Murphy's advice to avoid rapid-fire questions to children after a school day, like, how was school? Have you eaten? Do you have homework? Instead, she suggests, you should favor curious questions like, what did you learn today? Or what was the best part and what was the worst part of your day? Now, this seems obvious once stated, yet I wonder how many parents take the rapid fire approach. Kate Murphy's narration of her own work is excellent and engaging, and I found this a very easy listen and one I plan to return to. One of the challenges in promoting this book is that many people who overestimate their listening skills may dismiss this entire topic as something they've mastered, while they continue to complain that their children or spouse won't talk to them and that everybody who disagrees with them is an idiot. If you have persistent feelings of loneliness or trouble holding on to relationships, this book may be more useful to you than you realize. In a 2018 survey of 20,000 Americans, Murphy cites, Almost half said they did not have meaningful interpersonal social interactions, such as having an extended conversation with a friend on a daily basis. About the same proportion said they often felt isolated and left out when others were around. Ultimately, this book is an incredibly entertaining and persuasive rallying cry for connection. So even if you're mildly curious about the topic, I encourage you to check it out. That's all for this episode of Audiobook Reviews in 5. Thanks for listening. If you have not yet done so, please follow us on Facebook and subscribe to Audiobook Reviews in 5 on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and many others. By subscribing, you help increase the profile of this podcast and chances of other listeners finding it. I look forward to checking in with you all again soon. Please stay safe and be well.